0: Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads each week as Robert Shea and a celebrity guest host talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it.
1: Welcome to the 198th episode of Fed Heads, and I'm joined once again by the indomitable Kelly Morrison, the doyen of TBM here at Grant Thornton. Thanks for coming back.
0: Thanks for having me back.
1: And. I'm always intimidated being in the room with you because of your vast expertise in your domain, and I'm further intimidated by this week's guest, who's one of the nation's leading budget experts. experts. Yes. On the heels, just two weeks ago, release of the President's FY23 budget, our colleague, Doug Christatello.
2: Well, it's great to be here and to be the resident budget geek in the uh, office.
1: We are definitely going to geek out, aren't we, Kelly? <laughs> we sure are. Are you ready? Fasten your seatbelts. So what do you want to ask Doug about the budget?
0: Well, I have many questions. One of them, Robert, when we last spoke, we were talking about the trends in the GAO report and fiscal responsibility. And in the president's budget that was just released, it talks a lot about value of fiscal responsibility, safety, security, and equitable growth to build a better America. So my first question, Doug, is Is that what you see in the president's budget?
2: Well, I thought the president's press conference in releasing the budget was illuminating, and that he quoted his dad as saying, don't tell me what your values are. Show me your budget, and I'll tell you what your values are. I do think there's a coherent story that's told in the budget that is quite consistent with what the Biden administration um, included in their budget from last year. I think there are a lot of common threads between the two documents, and I think the marketing approach that's being used here is quite different.
1: So let's just set a foundation. The proposal is a $5.8 trillion budget, $109 billion increase in discretionary spending, over the FY22 omnibus to $1.58 trillion. That's a 7.4% increase. National security agencies would get a 4% increase, $31 billion. Spending on social programs would increase by about 9.5%, or $56 billion. I hope our listeners are still awake. <laughs> you know, it's it's an enormous increase in both defense and non-defense programs at a time of major inflation and on the heels of massive injections of pandemic and economic response spending. Any reaction, Doug or Kelly, what the prospects are for enactment and what that imp- what impact that'll have on the economy?
2: Well, I, I, I mean, look, these are huge numbers that we're talking about, but there's some good news in the sense that the annual budget deficit from fiscal 21 to the current year, fiscal 22, is uh, falling dramatically, right? We haven't had to pass a huge supplemental appropriations measure this year to fund pandemic response. So if we don't do anything, right, the deficit is going to by over a trillion dollars so that's good the big question that's posed in in this budget request is sort of where do we go from here yeah there are there is significant spending increase across the board but there are also very substantial proposals for revenue enhancements as well and you know I think the government's track record over the past several decades is that they are much more likely to to take the spending increases than the tax increase.
1: Kelly, I noticed $300 million for the technology modernization fund. Not the billion dollars mm-hmm. it got Previously. recently, but nonetheless bigger than the small amounts that have been acti- enacted before. Any idea what impact that kind of plug will have on IT modernization?
0: So while at OMB, the president's the request that we had made for the original tmf was 3.1 billion and so in totality we are still far below that 3.1 billion and therefore the impact of what that funding can do for us while helpful in modernizing technology that desperately needs to be modernized in order to secure or ensure a secure posture um, and meet the needs of our customers, citizens, etc., More money's needed. So great to have another 300 million. Yes, it will have some impact, but the longer we wait to fund IT intentionally and appropriately, the, the longer it's going to be to have the impact that's needed.
1: Yeah, I liked I was glad to see that number. Because it's at least something. Yes. And additive to the billion that was appropriated recently. But frankly, TMF's kind of a gimmick. There's this this explicit requirement that investments made through the TMF will be reimbursed. We haven't seen a lot of reimbursement to date. There's also some gimmicks, maybe the greatest budget gimmick in the history of gimmicks, in the set-aside for previously was called Build Back Better, but we're not calling it Build Back Better anymore. Um, Doug, any reflection on the gimmicks that you see in this or other Well,
2: there is a very substantial and significant placeholder in the budget that um, characterized as a deficit neutral reserve to account for any spending or revenue that might result from consideration of legislation on the Hill that at least in uh, over the past year we've referred to as build back better so there's just a bogey sitting there um with with no value attached and it, it, it could be sub- you know very substantial amount of money that's spent uh, so if it's offset we're okay the zero will be uh, accurate but it, it sure might not be
0: so for some of our listeners that may not be president's budget authors like I believe the three of us are here that's right um, has something like that been put into one of the president's budgets before
2: yeah we have we've seen it before um, the Affordable Care Act in the Obama administration had a placeholder uh, as to what that's going to cost. it's not terribly unusual but in this instance, although it's hidden in a footnote. Um, on page. I th- yeah, on page 119, right? It's footnote one. And here we go. Uh, you couldn't uh, help yourself. Right. <laughs> it <Show> right. it. <laughs> but it's out. Uh, but it's very noticeable. And, uh, you know, I understand why they did it that way. But there's a bit of a, you know, a pivot going on here. I, I don't think it's an enormous pivot from the 22 budget to the 23 budget. But there is some messaging that's happening for the midterm elections clearly you know a focus on deficit reduction and security both overseas and domestically with law enforcement and new slogan alert this notion of building a better america i don't know that we're using build back better any longer but that's really the focus of the budget i think it's very much aimed at uh, the upcoming november elections
1: I was also pleased to see a good emphasis on the management agenda. Not sure tremendous detail, but you saw reiteration of a focus on the workforce, specifically improving the hiring process. A customer experience especially applied to addressing inequity, strengthening diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. And then acquisition, grants management, IT modernization all those explicitly mentioned in the main volume but also throughout other volumes of the budget
0: agreed I think there was great alignment and that's something I know that was critiqued with the last president's budget but it was just too soon there couldn't be the the alignment um, between that president the PMA and the budget and it's nice to see the consistency and, and alignment that exists
2: yeah, I think it's worth noting that the budget documents were not complete upon submission. So a chapter such as the analytical perspectives volume is only partially done. It's um,
1: like, what are, what are they going to roll those out uh, in, in some sort of
2: yeah, a pa- new approach? Yeah, as a recovering OMB, or I mean, it, it just hit me as, wow, you know, we couldn't go to sleep till those <laughs> volumes were done. We didn't. Uh, yes. But yeah, they're just partially complete.
1: <laughs> we boy. could do a whole show on what it takes to get that thing completed, right. submitted over to
2: GPO for printing. You know, I tell the story of working ninety consecutive days while I worked uh, at OMB, and that included Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and ah, uh, the holidays. Uh, yeah. at yes, OMB. that was uh, a lot of fun. Comfortable but, floor. But going back to the president's management agenda, it, there is uh, a you know terrific amount of info has been completed on that front so it's very informative from from that from the management perspective that was the impression that I got from reviewing
1: so I'm sorry this hasn't come up but as you may know I was a a member of the Commission on evidence-based policymaking
0: I'm sorry that I didn't bring that up earlier
1: and and uh, agency (laughs) learning agendas and evaluation plans are posted on performance.gov Uh, you can find links to every agency strategic plan, learning agenda, evaluation plan, capacity assessment. Those are some foundational requirements for improving the learning culture across government. But something really jumped out at me. There's buried, I don't have the page number, but it wasn't even in a footnote. It's in the book. Doug might know the page number. (laughs) The budget emphasizes not just building evidence, but using it. And it calls out specific examples of programs backed by rigorous evidence that were funded in the budget. $300 million for HUD grants to mitigate lead-based ba- paint hazards. $300 million to expand department investment in the Department of Labor's registered apprenticeship programs. And supporting a Bureau of Prisons program, a workforce development initiative that Labor and, and Bureau of Prisons will administer in partnership. I was really heartened to see real connection between evidence building and budget we need to grow examples there but it really does show the promise of the evidence agenda actually driving funding investing more and more in what works less and less in what doesn't or we don't know whether it works
2: yeah it's terrific to include something like that i think the mirror of that would be fascinating as well oh yeah include a list of the programs where there's the least amount of evidence as to their effectiveness
1: i remember I remember having done something like that in the past but I won't I won't <laughs> go down that memory lane.
0: So funny. I love that you mentioned that though. So so often the seeds that we plant, we may or may not be around to see them grow, see the fruits of the the labor and well done, Robert.
1: Are there examples that you you've seen evolve over time or in this budget?
0: Well, I did notice the the evidence-based funding. That's fantastic. I am encouraged to see the increase in IT. So for civilian agencies that are listed, there's about an 11% increase overall and an increase in cyber across the board. That is fantastic.
1: Yeah, those are major priorities. As you mentioned, probably not enough to catch up, but Mm -hmm. really good down payments. One of the things Kelly and I talked about on a recent episode was fiscal sustainability and debt. That's one of the major trends that Jo called out in its recent strategic plan. Um, this administration takes credit for major deficit reduction. I'm not. Uh, I mm-hmm. appreciate your perspective on the legitimacy of that claim, but also that it sort of is cloaked in deficit and debt reduction. We're also facing an environment where inflation is ticking up, which is going to increase the cost of servicing the debt and crowd out more and more spending. Any reaction, Doug, to yeah, You know, at the risk t- of
2: sounding like chicken little here, uh, you know, we've been operating it in this uh, low interest rate environment for quite a few years now. But, uh, you know, I did jump over to the website of the Congressional Budget Office to see if they had commented on the president's budget. Of course so you did. Well, so their analysis is underway, but, um, you know, they report that interest payments over the next 30 years under current policy are expected to total $60 trillion, right? So by... Wait, twi- is this
1: thing on? What did
2: you say? Right, $60 trillion. So under current services baseline, interest on the national debt will be greater than All discretionary spending by 2043 will be more than Medicare in that same year and will actually be more than Social Security in 2045. So you know we are clearly on an unsustainable path and this has to be addressed.
1: What a great note to end on now that we're out of time. We will plan a more optimistic episode soon.
2: Well, just a final point on that, because the programs I just listed are insurance-type programs, and that's, you know, the old expression, the U.S. government has evolved to a point where it's a large insurance company with a sideline in national defense. Well, you could argue defense is an insurance policy as well, so we have this huge insurance company. So I actually came up with three slogans that we could use, given the fact that we are an insurance company. I'm on
1: the edge of my seat. I'm, b-
2: I'm borrowing from just watching television during the recent NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> so at, at USGov, we've seen almost everything. So we know how to co- cover almost anything, even a pandemic on top of global climate change, on top of Russian mm-hmm. war crimes. We cover that. That was my first idea. And that's I said, a no, it's too long. Wait, that's a too slogan? Too yeah. Well, it's from uh, the farmers. Second one was mayhem. Mm-hmm. I'm a debt time bomb just waiting to explode. Yes. I was like, eh, it still didn't quite work. But then the third one I kind of liked. Racking up trillion-dollar deficits. So easy, even a caveman can do it. That's okay. all I got. <laughs> On Thanks that so note, much, Doug. Thanks so much, Doug.
1: Really great, great, great way to end. Really great to be with you all important topics we covered, but we had fun doing it. Thanks a lot.
2: Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads,
0: brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes.